0: chapter twenty nine of living with our children by clara d pearson this librivox recording is in the public domain personal possessions do you remember how when you were small you acquired from various unique but legitimate sources a collection of most treasured belongings and what difficulty you had in retaining possession of them it was a running fight with the powers of the household who strangely enough did not seem to envy you your belongings but appeared obsessed by a desire to cast them out collections differ and those of sons surpass in extent and gruesomeness those of daughters yet it is perhaps quite fair to assume that the treasures of both include such things as dried autumn leaves, faded now but capable of a transitory brightness if licked on the right side, queer buttons of engaging shape and colours, chippings of rocks, gathered from around new residences and showing gleams of pyrites which the owner feels certain are gold, some bits of coloured glass, and a few large fungi which develop peculiar and uncanny odours indoors. Do you remember when you possessed such treasures and fought for them? From such situations come some of the keenest heartaches of childhood and some of the least comprehended. One of the unfortunate features of the whole business is the faculty with which the average mother forgets or underestimates the child's interest in his treasures when it comes into conflict with her adult passion for system and order there is no denying however that there is a trait to which our acquired abilities as housekeepers must defer if we would avoid the breeding of secret bitterness we must endure this developing phase of the acquisitive instinct in our children as our parents should have endured it in us we must endure it but that is no reason why we should not guide its various manifestations it should be another occasion for cooperation rather than for conflict there must be some place provided where collections may be kept and where as long as they are within bounds and tidily bestowed they are absolutely safe from molestation by even the most diligent housekeeper during spring cleaning that annual period known but too well in most households When everyday energy develops into a veritable berserker rage for clearing out. Permit your child the use of an old bureau, a set of bookshelves, curtained discreetly, contained, or even let him improvise one from odds and ends of lumber which can be put up somewhere about the place for the use of the young curator. Utilize rainy days. or those during which he is kept in by slight illness, for having him rearrange, clean, and label his belongings, and, if he is old enough to read independently, help him read up a bit in the encyclopedia, or in the more practical little reference books now printed for amateurs. The chances are that he will outgrow these youthful enthusiasms, quite as his seniors do their fads, but... There is always a possibility that in geology, entomology, botany, or what not, he will find the beginning of a lifelong avocation, if not his vocation itself. If we desire our children to respect our property, we must respect theirs, no matter how valueless it may seem to us. It is part of our job to do so. We should not like it, you know, if we returned tired and hungry some late afternoon to find our repositories ransacked, and their contents sent to the dump heap. It is conceivable that, under such circumstances, we might become petulant, and indulge in recriminations if not reprisals. It is much better to permit the children to do their own weeding out, and here is a practical suggestion always have them select one by one the articles which are to be kept, not those which are to be thrown away. Such tasks are apt to become irksome, and it is all a question of method, whether the unhandled residue is to stay or to go. In some households there is a satisfactory rule that any plaything left lying around at bedtime shall be put away by the mother for a whole week, a dated slip is attached to avoid error and there are no exceptions made to this rule this is a very mild penalty but the inevitability is what makes it effective another helpful method is good when children must play as most of them do in the room where others are establish the custom that when a child is through playing with a certain article he shall replace it on his shelves or in his chest before taking out another this is a tidy way of managing any habit which once established will be of use to him in later life it is much better than having clearings up every few hours when father is about to arrive for a meal or when a caller comes the idea back of it is so much superior it is order for order's sake and not merely for the sake of impressing others it is a much more self-respecting method the other may strike a child as hypocritical even though it has never occurred to his parents as being so where there are many children it is naturally much more difficult to fix the responsibility for order the best one can do is to encourage high ideals and be sure to compliment the ones who do well government by well-chosen praise often accomplishes wonders and if a compliment goes astray it is not so serious as a misdirected reproof one source of friction among children is mixed ownership of playthings it is always well to remember this when making gifts one gift each for edward and charles is infinitely better Than two bestowed upon them jointly. And when they are old enough to earn money and invest it in tools or playthings, it will forestall much trouble if there is a rule against partnership investments. This might better be enforced from the start, even in cases where it seems to work hardship by delaying the purchase. Even if two small partners are by nature equally careful, and they seldom are, there are always accidents and mischances to be reckoned on. There is a small end to every problem, and what appears at first glance to be his picking up his playthings is in reality the beginning of respect for property, his own and that of others. You know the waif who has nothing of his own cannot understand property rights and vandalism and larceny do not mean to him what they do to us give him something to own and cherish and the word theft begins to acquire meaning for him the human derelict taken in by a social worker and permitted to sleep in his shed after receiving an outfit of second-hand clothing lay awake most of the night after discovering that the lock on the outside door was on the bum. To have no individual ownership predisposes to Bolshevism and the undesirable forms of socialism. To own even a handful of toys begets an understanding of the capitalistic class, but it need not harden the heart. Along with the joy of possession must go the feeling of responsibility, of stewardship to have playthings is to be able to share if a playmate is shut in with a sprained ankle or any other disability which is obviously non-communicable it is easy to suggest lending him an interesting book or toy for the afternoon when all the other fellows will be in school and he will be lonely To have toys which have become old stories to their possessor is to have the chance to clean and mend them for bestowal on some little unfortunate who has none an occupation in which thrift and generosity may beautifully blend and when you come to think about it there are comparatively few occupations in which they do as to the character of a child's personal possessions they should be substantial and in good taste always whether they are toys or clothing and there should not be too many of them if gifts come in a flood as they sometimes do it is better to put a part of them away after the first mad ecstasy of ownership is passed and then to bring them out For special occasions or when the first relay have to be retired. There is no pleasure in satiety. Certain toys should always be taboo, of course. Those which are too intricate or too perishable. Those which cost too much to maintain in operation. As, for instance, some locomotives which require too many cell batteries for the parental purse. Military toys and nerve racking puzzles. There are enough good toys on the market to make it quite needless to buy objectionable ones. Small copies of household working equipment should always be included with what are merely playthings. A little broom carefully wielded may save a busy mother much looking after the hearth, the porches, or even the crumbs on the dining room floor. If a small dustpan accompanies it, and a tiny iron may soon be used to advantage on the day when the family ironing is done, it is educational fun, and that is the best kind. No life is satisfactory which does not find pleasure in work, and no childhood is satisfactory which does not place work among the pleasures. We live in a material world we do not wish to be too materialistic so we must begin early to have the right attitude towards these things which emerson declared were in the saddle riding mankind to hold our possessions carefully but not too tightly to acquire more honorably to share them wisely and generously in short to be good stewards is an ideal well worth securing by the expenditure of both time and thought end of chapter 29